Hello, pilgrims and travelers on a funny path of life. Here's a little addendum to today's episode. So I have arrived. Well, I've been showered and scrubbed, cleaned my shoes. They were just caked with mud. <laughs> so everything has been washed. And actually, it's dry by now. It's uh, turned out to be a beautiful as planned, a sunny day, close to 20 degrees, I guess. Let me see, actually, what it says. It's about 8 o'clock now, so we're dropping, but uh, yeah, about 20 degrees. And uh, nicely, I, I did get a little tired at one point. I took actually a lunch break. It was the first time. Normally I've walked all the way, not stopping. But today was uh, my energy changed. And of course, I, I catered to that. Went by Espero, which looked like a Walt Disney setup, kind of a setup high on this uh, hill uh, with a, some kind of fortress. Oh, hold on. I'm going to have to move. There we go. The sun was blasting at me. Now I'm sheltered by the wall. And uh, so some up, you know, definitely more up and down, but very nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, enjoyable, doing very well. The body is doing good. And uh, arrived pretty much as planned in uh, Santa Cruz. And we found the two options that were there, and then went to the one that I had booked a place, which, uh, though yesterday they were completely booked, today I'm wondering how many people there are beside me in the hotel. It's not a big one, but still, they have quite a few rooms. It was just surprised the guy mentioned yesterday there was a bunch of pilgrims, so who knows, maybe I've just uh, let a wave of pilgrims go in front of me. So I got a nice room, and uh, I let my competitive side take a hold of me. So it's uh, on Duolingo, the app that I use. You have a it goes it goes by a weekly cycle, and so there is a ranking. So you have like uh, out of thirty people, the last five get demoted to the previous league. So there are ten leagues, if I'm not mistaken, maybe nine or ten leagues. And uh, you have to be, can be the last five, basically. If not, you get demoted. I think it's the last five. My goodness, I'm going to have to check it again. I'm burning 40. Sorry. All right. So the first five gets to be promoted. Uh, I normally have been on a top league, but uh, last week I just didn't do that much. So I got dropped. So the first, okay, the first 23 people either stay in the league and then the last seven get dropped, get demoted, and the top five get promoted, which of course, once I'll go to, to the top league uh, tomorrow, then there will be, there won't be no more promotion. So maybe it'll be like the top five, no, maybe the top 20 or 25, just stay there. <laughs> And then the last five or ten get demoted. Anywho, get carried away. 
There was this, uh, I guess, what's the name of a woman that was on there, and uh, basically I uh, made a statement and <laughs> did a lot of things. I kind of know how to play the game to to earn a lot of points. And uh, and so more than likely, more than likely, who knows? But more than likely, take first place again. So I did that a little bit. Chilled on the bed, and I was thinking also. I think, not quite sure, but I think some things dawned on me. Like talking after talking to Simon yesterday, the girl who is building a house in India and who's lived there many years, that he just. I was going to go with that. The whole thing with Oroville was not really satisfactory in the end. I think that definitely wasn't going to turn out to be my entry point. I'm not saying I'm not going there. I mean, you don't need to, but I realize it's not important right now. So the fact that there is this woman, she knows this place, she's lived there. She, you know, I can I can connect with her, so we're going to talk again. And then she's already given me some information, send me the contact of Denise, which I more than likely won't get a hold of, <laughs> sorry, until after Barcelona. I, I don't want to load my head up. It's, I'm just going to walk for now, just do my little pilgrimage all the way to Merida and then get to Barcelona and get all those taken care of. And I get most of the logistics done already. And, um, and then I'll get a hold of him. And I was talking, Antonio called me today and, you know, was contemplating of uh, of the two options. One could be to take off from Barcelona. I mean, there is an Indian embassy there. So, you know, that kind of, uh, you know, to obtain my visa. Also, I think it can be done online, so I technically don't need to go to the embassy, I don't think. I'm kind of a face-to-face -face kind of person, though. Maybe an old fart there. But anyway, I'll find out from Simon, you know, about all those stuff, about what I really need to know. But one option would be to take off from Barcelona and then to fly to New Delhi and then to, to get to that place from there. That would be one option. And then the other one would be to start to walk. And that I won't really know. I don't know now. I have no idea. It's not clear. But another option is to start to walk back toward France. And that would be a way. I haven't looked at the mileage, but it, it, it'd be a good walk. Uh, yeah, it would be a good good stretch. But again, I'm in no rush. I don't need to be anywhere anytime. So, and also I found out from talking to Simon that June is the hottest month in India, and then you have the monsoon season, and then apparently everything is wonderful after that. So, we'll see. And then if I end up going to France to go see my mother, go to Plum Village, I'm not 100%, but I think I like the idea of it. And then go to see, uh, go to actually meet Antonio, and then go chill at this place, maybe for a day or so, and then uh, go to Paris and then take off from there. So India is definitely in the foreground now. But like I said, I'm kind of, I'm doing the Camino right now, I'm walking. So uh, this is where I am. 
and I can I can tell I just don't want to dilute my energy and my focus and anything else. so it's in the background it's there you know I listen again to her information stuff she suggested well suggested <laughs> lowering my speech and uh, there was a message yesterday from Pilar so I ended up calling her and we talked for not very long and there was kind of a sense of um, I think letting go I'm curious you know to see how that might play out because I have thought it <laughs> a few times when I did Via de la Plata last year you know when I was arriving when I met Belen I really felt like I had turned the page <laughs> and that was not the case and though you know the love that I have for her is more platonic now you know though they are remnants you know lingering traces and DNA of uh, previous experiences which have marked me and and I'm I'm sure it plays a part the fact you know that I'm alone so you know and still you know liking the idea of the intimacy with a woman so she's you know she's the one that fit the bill but I, it kind of felt like there was some letting go going on yesterday I was kind of trying to explain to her when she had offered you know to pick me up instead of me leaving on Wednesday she would pick me up on Sunday and take me to Cordoba and uh, I never kind of explained to her that you know I, I kind of wanted to walk you know the point was not to <laughs> to stay a few more days to and then to start to to walk from Cordoba so I kind of loved the idea actually of taking off from Hamilena and walk from there just leave the house drop the keys and walk just it's so poetic in its own way I love it you know I love when I did it in uh, in Ferrol last year when I left from there and um, you know, I was trying to express that you know part of me I think in a way will always be waiting for her because when she mentioned that you know I thought that maybe she wanted to spend time with me and I knew that of course you know she hadn't gone to her mother for a while but you know she was coming to spend time with her mother which of course was fine by me but I think I was I was writing this fine line, just kind of hoping that part of me being like, ah, maybe, maybe Anthony, you never know, still being hopeful. And uh, maybe what it felt like yesterday was that chapter was finally coming to a close. And I'm definitely not gonna try to do any guesswork, I will not prognosticate. You know the idea of uh, you know when I left Glenda being like I'm done you know which was a different actually it was a different separation for me for sure physically literally and symbolically uh, it was a very long-term relationship and it was not the case with Pilar but with Pilar there is no destruction in the end you know we still have a relationship we still have a friendship there is still something there's still a connection I mentioned, you know, with Glenda that <laughs> when I found out from Debbie that she told her she needed to choose, <clears throat> which is mind-boggling to me that she would say that. 
my goodness. She's 71 years old. Like, how pissed do you have to be to give somebody an ultimatum about who they should choose to? Wow. How angry she is at me. Anywho. So, definitely the dynamics are very different. And I do seem to live in my trails, you know, in my shadow, a lot of that. And not just with women, a lot of relationships. Um, definitely seems to go out with a bang with a lot of them, where most people don't, yeah, from what it looks like, don't want anything more to do with me. Most, most people. You know, I do have a few people that I, I'm keeping in touch and I can tell they actually, they enjoy maintaining the connection. And actually Alex, which is very interesting because I actually had raised his contact and he's the one who's reached out throughout the years, so since 2013. So maybe one of the first one that, you know, I always felt like if I wasn't the one to do it, it wasn't going to happen. Like my two sisters, my, my younger and the one that's my 13-year-old almost twin. We're almost like twin when we grew up. And I haven't heard a blimp. Nothing from them. And it's pretty much almost always been me in the past to, to, to initiate contact. And I, and I got so tired of it. And then being a little sad. If I didn't do it, then I wasn't getting the contact and, you know, kind of not feeling love or, you know, not feeling wanted. But I got to a place where I was like, I'm done. If that's what it is, then it's what it is. It's okay. You know, I can be alone. It's not my preference. I would definitely rather be in a, in a meaningful relationship. But meaningful is the operative word here. You know, one that's really wanted by both parties, where there is that reciprocity. Pilar really drove that point home. You know about being being honest in that way, and I realize that I haven't always been when it when it came down to intimate intimate relationship. You know, not always being honest, and it's not really to spare the other person's feelings. I think in most cases it's not. It's just you get your your legs get wobbly, and you chicken. You chicken out of it. And I know for me, for sure, it's a theme, a recurring theme in my life with women. Always feeling like how lucky I am if I'm being given a second look. And that's changed also. You know, I'm good enough. I'm okay. I'm okay. That, that's pretty much it. Nothing else to be talked there. And Mark Manson, and a lot of people I've known about talked about that, which is like, you know, when you meet somebody with whom it fits, it just fits. You know, the person is not going to try to change you. It's, you know, the homework for them. You know, you're not a project. And uh, yeah, and, and it'll just be, it'll be effortless there. And if not, then to... You know, to, to resign oneself, I guess. It's kind of surrender. I like surrender more. To surrender to what is. To trust. To trust the wisdom of that flow, of that jet stream of life. You know, that 
you know, whether you're alone in a desert or in Manhattan, in lower Manhattan, it doesn't matter. It doesn't make one's life better. The authenticity, the genuine, how genuine it is, is way more relevant than the condition, than the external appearance of that life. So I met this French guy this morning, I forgot his name, sweet guy, red-headed. And, uh, you know, he met this girl uh, on the Camino from Murcia and he's heading to Malaga where I guess she's going to join him and he's just curious to look forward to see what's going to happen. And I was like, you know, man, as long as you know your why, as long as you know your why, are you, are you where you want to be? You know, do you have your why cleared? Because the rest you don't. You have no idea about her and even about you in some ways. But as long as you have clarity about, yeah, I want to be here. Then everything else is good. Then trust. And that's uh, that's my slogan, my lemma. Yeah. And that's that's what I'm learning to think less, to trust more, to to be more open. And then, uh, like Ramdas would say, you know, love everyone and tell the truth. So to have love before truth and it kind of makes sense to me because my truth sometimes is can be fucking rough like a punch in the gut stops your breathing stops your cold turkey and uh, I think uh, I have been becoming more mindful that I wasn't finding it that useful and I like the way you put it it's like okay well you have your truth you have what you think but if it's not useful then it's better not to say anything so in my case you know I'm <laughs> as a general rule I'm just more quiet anyhow it's a beautiful uh, evening here, so I'm on a I'm on a back patio. It's a big, big patio. My goodness, there's a bunch of uh, what do you call it? Sun umbrella? What do you call those darn things that you have at bars to cover the to give shade to the table? I can't think of it. Anyway, anyway, it's a very nice one. A lot of plants. There's an outside bar, so I guess maybe when summer gets here, it's a big place. You know, they have a front terrace so you have the back one you have a dining room then you have a you have a the whole bar where you I mean it's quite big very nice place very nice we'll enjoy enjoy having my space which has been the case so far even yesterday even though I was in an albergue I had the dorm to myself the Italian guy had the dorm next door so I didn't have to share the physical space so that was very nice and uh, yeah, enjoying my privacy. But the booty felt good. I went to ended up doing a two-kilometer walk to go to, to get some milk because I realized being Sunday at the grocery store were closed. But uh, being a small town, but then I was like, well, maybe there's a gas station. Uh, two of the major one in Spain are Stepsa and Repsol, and some of them have a little, you know, convenience store, convenient. Uh, aisle to it, a wing to the gas station. 
and uh, I had some cornflakes. So as I realized, I wasn't going to be eating. I mean, they had some uh, calamaris a la plancha, so they had like a pan fried calamari. I don't know what, but I'm like, no, I'm not going to be eating. I got my sunflower seeds, I'll have some uh, cornflakes, and then I'll have a breakfast here. I'll have a nice American coffee and then a breakfast before hitting the road. Maybe getting lucky is a bakery. It looks like there's one or two bakeries here. If it's opening early, then I'll get uh, uh, some bread to get me because I have 25k to do tomorrow and there will be nothing in between here and there. So, so that I can have, uh, have something to eat. And then I'll be in Cordoba tomorrow. So I have an Airbnb already set up. You know, near the center, and uh, I mean, not, um, I'm sure I may take a walk because 25k we're looking at six hours. So, and I'm thinking I'm gonna start getting up at 5:30 now, so I'm gonna wake up an, half an hour earlier. I have some long days coming up. Temperatures are gonna start uh, shooting up in a low to the mid 20s, so it's gonna be warm. You're gonna feel the sun during the days, and you know we're looking at. Uh, a couple of 10 hours so curious to see how we'll uh, weather that hike you know and then I have about uh, two or three like uh, eight nine hours so it's gonna be some strong days to get to to Merida's not to have to take the bus to make up for the one day where I stayed in Baina because of the whole logistic of the lodging the madness of the weekend but it's beautiful and i think we're looking at the this coming week maybe a couple of days with some chances of rain but i think we are coming to the end of the rainy season so the temperatures are going to start shooting up i mean we're coming to the end of april so coming into may in andalusia so the sun is going to shine it's kind of a cute expression it's going to be uh how would you say that uh, we're going to have a sun of justice, like a strong sun. Just a very hot day. If somebody tell you, I say in sol de justicia, means it's very hot. It's good. I like expressions in all those languages. Even the French one, as I am uh, um, working up, um, uh, refreshing my French. I found this podcast and um, some expression I realized I had, some I'd never heard and some I was actually I didn't have the meaning right. So enjoying refreshing it. And anyway, enough blabbing. I'll leave it at that. Gonna chill. More than likely uh, watch my uh, my little uh, the dropout Elizabeth Holmes enjoying it. But uh, was feeling a little podcast. So wanted to share that. Hope everybody's doing well, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Love, peace, and buen camino. Good morning, pilgrims and travelers on the funny path of life. I am pretty pumped right now. I had this uh, amazing encounter with a baker, with an artisan baker who used a sourdough starter. Anyhow, so we had this uh, at the Bartela Hostel, which is a uh, the place, the motel where I stayed. That's correct. Okay. In any news, this guy's been a baker for 30 years and his wrists are fucked up. 
So it's going now to Cordoba, maybe to have them operated on. So his, uh, his fingers are curled, basically he's, uh, he's losing it. And uh, I find out from this guy, so, you know, Baker for 30 years, and he doesn't have any machine. So, I mean, to do big batches of dough by hand, that's, uh, that's uh, <laughs> O-N-D-S nowadays. It's tough. Anyhow, so we had a very nice uh, conversation, a technical conversation. Definitely got my, my juices flowing, you know, when it comes to bread. And you'll have to forgive me if from time to time I get distracted, but uh, I have to keep an eye on the road because of, uh, of the Camino. I'm leaving, uh, where am I? Santa Cruz. And uh, so I don't want to get lost. I'm looking for signs. Let me see here, I'm not seeing much. Uh, God bless the app, right? All right, let me see here yeah, where I am. So anyway, it was a very nice... Uh, well, I guess, no, that's... Uh, yeah, this is a very, this is a smaller town than I thought. Okay, that looks pretty straightforward. Anywho, and actually that was kind of a nice balancing act, talking with this guy, because I was listening to uh, an NPR piece about the myth of uh, plastic recycling. And uh, that kind of bummed me out, uh, you know, because I go out of my way to, you know, to recycle everything and, you know, feel good, uh, feeling good about it. And then... Uh, and not that I am fully, fully surprised, and it's not going to necessarily change my behavior, but uh, it's kind of a bummer for me because it is a, it is kind of a, you know, strong value. It's something that I do care about, the idea of not littering, you know, and then to be able to do the opposite for me is uh, is meaningful. It does resonate. Anyhow, so I haven't finished, but I went to uh, oh, I went to ask a waiter to refill my water bottle because uh, the sink in the room, like many of them, they just uh, uh, they don't allow that my one liter. I guess it must be some kind of aluminum. It's got to be the water bottle that I have. It doesn't fit. Anyhow. Uh, okay, I think I see the arrow here, painted, which means, oh, that's a big uh, enterprise, yeah, Galbes. Oh, is it garlic? <laughs> Top garlic. All right, I'm on the way. Anywho, so, uh, I did set my alarm for 5.30, but uh, I pushed on the buzzer twice. All right, which is interesting. I was surprised. I chilled a bunch yesterday, but uh, yeah, I wanted more sleep. So, starting just uh, five minutes before nine to walk. So, and already I can tell in the next, uh, maybe when I'm out, actually not very long for now, I'm going to take off my mid layer and I'm already in shorts and there's no wind. 
and it's going to be warm today it's going to be warm so 25 26k to cordoba uh I did my yoga in a hallway you know, most of the rooms where i'm staying are on a smaller end of the spectrum so not enough room but uh, you know you adapt anywho also found a bakery so after after having a very nice breakfast an american coffee which is a big coffee and then a couple of uh, uh mollete i think it's called mollete uh i think that's what it's called it's kind of like a white bread which is also hey you how you doing you know balking good for you <laughs> uh it's kind of a kind of traditional you, you they make toast out of it like in spain it's you know typical to have like grated tomato olive oil and salt on a toast or a ham and some cheese and the juice is butter and jam for mine so I used to open face one, good size. And then uh, find out there was a bakery and it was going to be open. And then I got a couple of them for my uh, for my day. All right, okay, I see something to put the pack on. I am going to drop it off now. I actually don't want to be sweating on that sweater if I don't if I can help it. You know, I just washed it and wash it, which is pretty much what's going to happen during the whole trip a hand wash uh, uh, my little mid layer my shoes also i kind of clean took my insoles washed everything yesterday it was very nice beautiful day to do laundry kind of uh, another plus about that kind of weather you know instead of the uh instead of the winter when it's raining which is can be well, I guess if you don't, if you don't do, uh, if you don't use a washing machine, basically, because a bunch of people on the Camino, you know, will do, you know, doing, doing this kind of things in Spain. If you come from anywhere outside of it and you are like the kind of a working class on the low end, like I am, uh, it's more affordable. Anywho. All right. So I am now basically layer dump i have my mala beads i'll be doing my mantra in a minute anywho so yeah this uh this stuff fired me up sweet guy i don't know his name but i got to shake his hand he was very sweet he was with his young daughter anywho so it was nice nice day i uh Actually, I chose not to eat uh, in a restaurant. You know, they were like uh, those calamari that I was, mm, which is similar to chipirones. Almost, I don't think it's going to be much different. But I was like, no, no, no. I have my sunflower seeds, and then I have some cornflakes, and I'm like, I'll be all right. I went to that gas station, got the milk to kind of give a little more life instead of water and some sugar because the cornflakes are unsweetened and so uh, oh i did it by the way i won i won first place on duolingo <laughs> i put like 1200 points on top of the the gal that was uh, that got to be first place with but doing a back and forth 
and uh, yeah, she she didn't go back to it with her. Well, it doesn't matter the reason, but I didn't feel great about it. But it was like, yeah, felt good. There was another top spot on the, on the lake, and I liked it. I liked it for whatever. Yeah, it's worse. <clears throat> Anywho, uh, the AC worked amazing. I ended up having to k- kill it in the middle of the night. Uh, so here I am on the beautiful, yeah, no, no clouds in the sky, beautiful rolling hills on the all around me, you have no idea what what kind of elevation I'm looking at, but it's beautiful, beautiful. I do like Andalusia, I have to say. <clears throat> so, so, so. All right, so let me cool my jets off a little bit. Oh, I got sad this morning, actually. Uh, of course, you know, I'm watching my Spanish news every morning and, you know, they're just showing the devastation in Ukraine and, you know, there's something kind of like mind-blowing nowadays, you know, in a developed country that something like that would happen. And, you know, I'm not going to go into geopolitics because, well, number one, I know nothing about it. And, you know, I'm, I don't have any stakes in it. But, uh, yeah, it is like, wow, that can happen, yeah? You know, when you kind of think that for us, you know, quote-unquote, in a industrialized, civilized country, uh, the kind of war you would think you could expect would be economic war or you know political but not military not uh, military militar uh not from not from the army you know not military here we go i had to think about the english word i was going to the spanish uh no no guerra del ejército eh? and uh yeah just kind of like wow and you know to look at those people who That's how tough that's got to be when you blast it out of your home and the life as you knew it, you know, struggling to get water or food or and just wondering if you're going to make it, you know, and being bombarded all around you. And anyway, just looking at those pictures, the devastation about, you know, Mario Paul and uh, the destruction, La Ciudad Arasata, you know, the... The city has been grazed. And then, of course, that the whole political game and cultural game to, you know, with propaganda, you know. And I'm not going into morality saying, you know, it's just one kind of propaganda and the other. Everybody has an agenda. And then if you are not with me, you're against me. Kind of makes me think of 1984. You know, the dissemination of information. Obviously, information is key. You know, who controls the information? Uh, and to some extent, who control public opinion will have leverage 
and seem to be able to to do more thing more has more freedom and you know the the continued denied of russia in terms of what it's doing you know the choice of word and i forgot what it was called operation it wasn't using war anyway just all of that it is yeah it definitely uh, brings sad feelings for me and uh, i didn't cry but it was like it wasn't far the the tears were not far i was surprised uh, i don't know if uh, maybe there were other reasons why i felt that oh and by the way i'm on the road now so you may hear traffic here and there anyhow so it was a it was definitely saddening and then uh, actually no before that i watched uh, a web uh, uh special of uh, last week tonight where john oliver did a ranting on the airbud which was very cute really enjoyed it anywho kind of funny anyway it was nice uh, something and not political not really about current event just picking something and i never watched a movie it's about a dog that plays basketball anywho it was funny so anyhow uh, i think why well, still last night there was one couple and that was it and there was just us wow yeah beautiful beautiful morning so i'm as i'm looking back downward to the little town where i just came from santa cruz uh where is i think right there on the left i can see espejo and then i don't know there is a bigger town on the on the east and then another one there i don't know what they are but you can see rolling hills after rolling hills there are some almond trees here i can see some in the distance over here i am pretty sure because uh i don't quite know the difference between an almond tree uh, apricot tree and then a plum tree because the fruit to me kind of looks similar at the beginning but i think being where we are it's going to be an almond tree uh urban you know, you had um, you had an apricot tree and a plum tree, but I don't. They were only like one of each, so it's not like here, as I blaze through millions of uh, olive trees. You know, it's you don't have to think anymore about it. You know what it looks like, and they're perennial, so they don't lose the leaves. Olive tree, olive trees. Anyhow. All right. So I got some bread. So I got uh, a little bit of my uh, cornflakes, which I kept on the balcony last night to try to keep the milk a little cold. I think I would have been less concerned if I had had soy milk, but grateful that I was able to find some. I actually debated about maybe just asking at the bar and I'm sure you know they would have given me some or maybe selling me some but it was like I felt good about just being able to go buy it instead of asking you know if I don't really need to then it's like 
I can, you know, I do have money. So as long as I have it, then acting like I do, you know, instead of becoming this uh, fake beggar, un mendigo farsante, yeah? Anyhow, so I'm, um, yeah, gaining a little altitude, living, which makes sense because yesterday, after going up and up and up to a sparrow, to the center, I dropped. And it was very, very mild elevation, but it was mostly going down after the town. So you can only go so far back down. So I wouldn't be surprised if today, uh, well, I'm sure I'm going to end up in Cordoba, like uh, most of those uh, old town and cities are going to be elevated at least, you know, the old part of town, which was a natural way to defend oneself, you know, to be able to look around and see what's coming. So you would have time to to prepare yourself. I remember like in France, I'm sure it's very similar, but in France, you would have the fortified city. So the fortified wall surrounding a part of the town and then you would have the peasant that would be outside of us, scattered all around. And then uh, when that shit would come down, then it would let the field go, and then it would go, and then pro- get protected behind those walls for natural strategy. Anyhow. So feeling good. Uh, yeah, the feet are, feet are awesome. That little blister that I had on my pinky toe on the top of it is pretty much never got, uh, never got anywhere besides seeing it. Never, never got liquid in it, so it never got bad. Maybe having that one day of rest helped. And I never put a band-aid on it. Anyhow. But uh, yeah, the plant of my feet are good. Yeah, the pack is going to be a lighter today because of the the absence of food. And speaking of, so when I get to Cordoba, I have an Airbnb, so I'll be I'll be cooking some pasta today, and uh, with the lentils and tomato, I have one onion left. More than likely, we'll put some mushrooms in there and make myself a big dish for dinner and then for breakfast and lunch tomorrow. So, also, we'll, uh, we'll keep on, uh, let's make sure here. Yeah, it's not here. Yeah, okay, okay. I'm good. This is the way. I like the gazpacho to dilute that with water. To make that my drink for a new discovery seems like uh, food wise i always find something new on the camino so and that and toast instead of bread you know when i can i have my plastic containers to to keep them as intact as possible and then uh either like with nutella or whenever i can find some i'll do peanut butter and then jam yeah peanut butter and jelly so one of those, 
be nice to alternate. So, and then good, good energy. Oh, wow. So here I'm looking, I can see even further. This is beautiful. You have those gentle, I'm assuming it's wheat. There's a lot of wheat, I'm assuming. I don't think it's rye or barley. Uh, spelled for sure not. But it's, uh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, gorgeous. Uh, I have to say, for me, the that part of the Camino, I love the, the, the Camino Portuguese, but uh, something about Via de la Plata and then the Mozarabe and El Sanabres, that uh, it's different here. It's way more ample. I mean, you look around and you just, you know, you just feel yourself stretching. And yes, it's, it's impressive how human beings are dominating, you know, mastering uh, their relationship with nature, or at least interacting in a more domineering way. You know, like you're looking at all that surface area basically being used, you know, for man's purpose, man needs, man wants. And uh, I'm okay, I have no issue with that. I'm not, uh, like I say, I'm not a reactionist. I'm not, I don't believe in going back to the past. Uh, I think everything is always tricky, you know, and that's going to lead me in a nice segue. Uh, you know, yesterday I did my addendum about, uh, you know, kind of, uh, I forgot exactly all of what I talked about, but one was about, you know, pillar and then feeling uh, is kind of letting go. And uh, then I thought about bias, you know. It is so tricky. Actually, I didn't think about that last night. I thought, I thought about it this morning after reading a called Tolle and uh, Vivekananda. It made me think about that, uh, about some of the impulses that we have, you know, some of those desires, and becoming aware that not all of those are good, that, you know, we, we so easily take it for granted that I know what I want, kind of like me as a chef when I was younger. Yeah, I know what's good for me to eat. I know what I, I know what I really like to eat, and I'm just gonna keep doing it. And uh, don't believe so now, you know, because it's shaped by so many things. And I think we have a bias, you know, to not change. One, it is really hard to change. Uh, and depending on the superficiality of of the habit, of course. The, the change is going to be, or the, the, the possibility of the change is going to be contingent or on that superficiality. But the, the idea of bias, and uh, and of course for me, and I keep going back to, to Pilar, you know, because it is a great paradox. It's really rattled, you know, my brain. It's ruffled my feathers. And... Uh, You know, to, to, to be so attached to something that not only doesn't meet the criteria to be what I would like it to be, but also 
let's say I would wear her out, you know, and she would eventually concede, you know, she would uh, give in. That it <laughs> more than likely would not matter because that wouldn't work. The fact that I really want something doesn't really mean that it's good for me, that it's going to be the most significant thing in my life. And uh, it's very humbling to me that the tool that I use to gauge things and say yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, is going to be evolving constantly. And it's far from being perfect. And uh, of course, in hindsight, you know, 2020 hindsight, uh, and there's no way around that, you know. To learn to swim, you know, you gotta put the fucking book down and then you gotta start swimming. And then you're going to fail, 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 fail. And then uh, if you do not give in, then you're going to be doomed to improve. You're going to be doomed to better, to find things, to have aha moment where like, oh, now I get it. <coughs> Sorry. I don't know if it's spring, but I'm definitely cruddy lately. And uh, I guess I can relate that to, for me, it's just being alive in a way, <laughs> you know, and then and then looking and, you know, trying and basically doing, uh, just being alive, you know, trying my hand at things. Uh, I haven't tried commercially as a baker, which, you know, that was kind of interesting. Talking to this guy this morning, I realized, you know, yeah, how, how passionate I am about bread making. Not like nutrition, you know, not like... Uh, I somehow don't think that being a baker would be beautiful. Would be what I would really want to sustainably do. But as a hobby, you know, I really, yeah, the whole process of bread making, uh, I, uh, I'm really keen to that. But anywho, so the whole idea about bias. I'm going back. I'm see. I'm not digressing too too much. The whole idea of bias, that it is an interesting concept. The idea that there is a part in me that functions in a certain way, and then now I'm coming. I'm starting to realize that it's been used in a way that's not only not the most efficient but not actually bringing me what I think it will. You know, that actually, that mean doesn't bring me the end that I want. But somehow I believe it is. And the, the whole process of deconstructing, you know, that step-by-step uh, -step, uh, recipe to deconstruct it and to be able to look and to be able to you know, turn each stone, you know, to not left, not leave any stones unturned uh, is an interesting process. Of course, it's very humbling, uh, you know, to realize, you know, my, uh, my slogan, you know, I'm full of shit. 
and being like, oh, well, here's something else, <laughs> you know. Maybe that's one of the reasons why uh, nowadays I am less prone to make any kind of statement with, uh, with any degree of certainty, you know, outside of my individual experience, of course, because I do have my, the confidence in my understanding at the time, knowing that it will keep evolving and updating itself. Gandhi, there was a, there was a story about Gandhi. Was it with, I think, I forgot if it was a salt march. I forgot which one it is. If you don't know about the salt march, you can look it up. And uh, so Gandhi was actually the spiritual leader of India. And uh, so he was leading this march and he was very charismatic. And obviously, I'm assuming most of us know of Gandhi. <laughs> and... Uh, and at one point, he changed his mind. So there were all these people following him, you know, like a sheep to a shepherd. And then there was something happening to him. And then one of his uh, adjutant or right arm or whatever was telling him, what are you doing? You can change. You can stop. I said, what do you mean? You know, my, my commitment is to the truth, you know, and I'm, I'm imperfect. Everything is my understanding is relative. And as my understanding gets updated, then my behavior will follow suit. And that's my priority. That's my number one responsibility, not everybody else. And to me, that makes complete sense. Complete sense. And it's something that's, you know, followed me, definitely created a havoc, you know, on the surface, for sure. A lot of ripples. Uh... Okay, like I'm thinking uh, about Glenda specifically now because I change so much. You know, I go through this wave and I'm very passionate when I get into something and then I, you know, I chew it and then I spit most of it out and then I'm left with something new and then I keep moving and... Uh... <laughs> Sorry. And so my understanding changes. Yes! Yes! Yeah, it's like a, a, a double, a pincher dopamine, I forgot what it's called. Yes, you're cute. And uh, I like that. So we are doomed to act, you know, and uh, I don't know how to act not based on my understanding. Like I trust my understanding, though imperfect, I trust that better than anybody else's imperfect understanding. I am very superstitious, very, no, very skeptical, sorry. Very skeptical of anybody's certainty. Anybody who comes to me who doesn't have a grain of salt in his statement, I am, uh, I'm actually really not interested in that person because uh, it lacks many ingredients uh, for me. But, uh, so far, that's the best recipe that I have, you know, and I'm not even sure that I can help it. I'm not even sure that I could do something different. And of course, the one thing that has not happened to me, you know, and I'm, I'm still on the track of a bias, uh, is, you know, what if I was to encounter, meet somebody who would blow my brains away, like when Ramdas 
talks about when he met uh, Maharaji, uh, and he just stopped him cold in his track, and he just he blew his mind. And it's uh, there's something attractive to me about it because I am aware of my self-imposed limitation or inevitable self-imperfection. Uh, and the idea, of course, uh, you always the grass is always greener, that uh, I don't know if it's kind of like a spiritual biohacking. You know, the idea I want to go there faster, uh, this kind of impatience, this kind of itching, instead of just trusting what is, and then to, to just be with that, that inability to just be with what is, and I know it has a part to play, but at the same time, you know, about being a human being is to strive forward. And I guess one of that is to find a teacher, you know, to find somebody who knows something that you don't, and to sense that what he knows is compatible with what you're yearning for. And something happened that demonstrates that understanding and it just clicks and then there is a kind of a surrendering i talked about you know in a, at least one of the buddhist tradition the one that i studied quite a bit quite a bit that's a relative term that i studied some you know that the the teacher has to prove itself something has to happen to prove to you that that person is it you know is your spiritual guide and uh so that's the, bur the burden of proof is on a teacher at that point. He has to be the one to show to you that it has, that he has what you need. And it will be an experience that goes beyond the mental. And I believe in that. If for, an, if, uh, for no other reason that falling in love, you know what happened? Because you, you, you're just overwhelmed. It just completely overwhelms you and wraps itself around you. And then all of what you thought that you knew is just thrown out of the window. And so I'll buy that. I'll drink that Kool-Aid, even though it's never happened to me. I'm not talking about love now. I'm talking about a spiritual teacher. But uh, so in a Buddhist tradition, you know, the teacher would have to show that. Something would have to happen. But once that's done, uh, and I guess, actually, regarding that, I don't know where I sit. Because uh, Ramdas would talk about how there are many things his teachers had told him. And, you know, he loved his teacher more than anybody else. He was blown away. His life was changed completely because of his teacher. But there are things because in his heart, he did not feel them, then he did not do them. Regardless of who told him and because it's never happened to me well it's not happened to me with a teacher but with love it has and so far i'm sitting with ramdas because you know there have been things with glenda because they were not feeling like truth i did not give up my truth for somebody else's i did not let myself be swayed so i don't know if that would be the case with a spiritual teacher but it has been the case with love
And, and so that's the one thing that remains, you know. And in a way, I kind of feel, you know, Glenda had it not bad when she was saying, you know, Anthony, your teacher is life. You keep looking for a human being or a person, but, you know, life is your teacher. Life is your school. And, uh, yeah, things are definitely happening, though unbeknownst to me. But uh, for sure, you know, in those last three years, my uh, experience of that interaction has been stronger. It's undeniable to me at the experiential level what has happened or what, what keeps happening, you know. Here I am today with my pack on. The sun is going to be blazing on me for the next, uh, my guess, six hours. I guess I'll arrive in uh, Cordoba around three. And, uh, you know, and who knows, you know, maybe it's going to be a breeze today to walk, or maybe it's going to be some struggle, whatever, regardless. But, uh, I am more here now. I am more, I am definitely closer to the moment than I have ever been, you know. Yesterday, I did send a recording to Simone. She sent me a message, you know, kind of saying she enjoyed an exchange and we're going to touch base again and, you know. Anywho, so it was nice. It's a nice exchange. And me telling her that I'm more than likely going to follow her advice and then go to where she's pointing me. It's just like, yeah, that, it makes sense. And, uh, hold on, am I losing my... Me estoy enrollando como una persiana. Am I losing? Am I going in the weeds here? Talking about life as a teacher, and uh, it's undeniable the quality of my experience about me being more, being closer to the present, my inability to to get lost. You know, the, for sure the past. Yeah, the past has no, almost no sway. Uh, Pilar is actually really the only thing that is uh, puzzling me. But everything else, you know, whether or not I go to see my mother or not, that's, if it happens, it happens, that's fine. But if not, it's fine as well. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Of course, I would be, there will be emotion if I see her, when, if, I, if, I, if and when I go to see her. Of course, I would be affected. She's my mother. You know, I'm not denying that. But whether or not I ever see her again is irrelevant. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't make my life any different. I am where I am. Uh, and I feel good. It feels accurate. You know, my pinpoint location in space and time. And, uh, and oh, okay, I remember now. When I was... Uh, talking to Simon because she was like, well, let me know when you get in touch with Denise. And I was like, well, it's not going to be before Barcelona. Because for now, I'm walking. And, uh, you know, though I'm taking care of the logistics, uh, actually, I still have uh, an Airbnb to get in Barcelona. Uh, because it looks like the Camino doesn't start in Barcelona. If I end up walking again, it's on the west, Montserrat. 
I think that's the name of the town where it starts. So we'll have to take a bus or a train or whatever from uh, Barcelona to get started. And uh, so I will take care of those things, you know, even more after what happened this weekend. Uh, make sure I get the weekend taken care of because this is not tourist season. So I am more now, I'm more tuned with the present. I am more into the moment. So more investing into what I feel, what I sense, you know, call it intuition. And, uh, you know, it's not about the good, the bad and the ugly, because regardless of where you are, there you have it. It doesn't matter. You know, actually there was a, Eckhart Tolle this morning, I thought it was cute, you know, which is kind of along the Buddhist sentiment, which is, you know, there are two, two bad things in life, two things that leads to suffering. Here we go. One is to not get what you want, and the other is to get what you want. <laughs> and of course, it's a big part of the philosophy is to let go of those two, you know, which are not real anyway, and they are not, these don't lead to happiness. Those uh, high moments of being like, wow, I avoided the rain. I didn't get rain today. I planned well. That somehow that makes your life better. Or that I met this amazing person and my life is better for it. And to make it more than what it is. So sure, you know, if it's raining, I'm not going to have a good time. You know, but it's not the end of the world. And there could be something to be learned about. You know, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, to change the things I can, and to know the difference. It's a great, it's a great quote from uh, a uh, serenity prayer. Uh, I, I really like it, and it's this this thing about if I can to kind of like the Stoics also talks about that. You know, to to find a way to accept that which you cannot change, so you don't waste energy, and you don't really wasting it. It's like, you can't help it. The sun is going to fucking go up, whether you want it to or not. So, and that brings me back, you know, to, to that bias, to that part of me that I assumed was finely tuned. And as it turns out, <laughs> it's uh, very far from being perfected. Perfectioned. No, perfected. Yeah, perfected is right. And uh, anyhow, interesting, just interesting. So I guess I'm going to take that with me today as I uh, walk my way to the historical city of Cordoba. And uh, I'm sure I'll, uh, I don't know how far I am. Uh, I think I'm on the east part of the center. So we'll see, but depending on how far it is, I may possibly uh, go walk a little bit through the historical part, though I'm not sure, I don't know. If I'm not close, I don't think I will. Uh, yeah, like yesterday I did a two kilometer walk to get the milk, but I don't know if I would do that for, uh, you know, to see uh, a building with stones cut in a specific kind of a way or arranged in a certain way, like somehow, yeah, I talked to, when I talked to Antonio, you know, we're talking about that, and I was like, yeah, I just don't care, I really don't care about uh, men's culture, 
main achievement, you know, main story. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's overrated to me, overrated. And, uh, you know, now, nature or modified nature, that's different. And what I mean by modified nature, you know, when I look here, so when I see all that land cultivated, you know, shaped by men, altered by men, then I will call that uh, modified nature. Okay, so aquí estamos viejo de balde peñas. I don't know, it's kind of like an entrance to, I don't know what exactly. So, my goodness, I am, uh, I'm blowing up steam out of my ass this morning. But anyhow, I think I've been blabbling, blabbering long enough. So, I will let it go for now. And uh, wishing you all a beautiful uh, Andalusian day. And uh, until next time, my friends. Buen camino.